0: Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We'll be chatting about December 18th through the 24th, perfectly running Ooh. right up to Christmas. Wow, which we will not be open for, is my no. understanding.
1: It's like, don't come. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> like, come on basically. Christmas. They're like, oh, you can't do anything. And We might as well go to the Mayfair. It's like, no, I can't do that either. Just
0: stand outside sad. <laughs> Even we need a day off during the pandemic. That's true. But we are, for the first time in, in our time anyways, and I think maybe since before that, we are attempting or not attempting, we are going to open on Christmas Eve just for the heck of it. Basically under that mindset of the multiplexes aren't open and myself and one of our staff, Sarah, volunteered and we're like, yeah, we'll work it. So yeah, oh, so not know it. that. No. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought everyone was like, ah, you can't do it. No, pretty much what happened is everybody said they couldn't do it. But Sarah and I said we can do it. So I actually checked with Sarah before Lee and I went ahead with, you know, saying we'll do it. That's good. Just because on the off chance that if everybody had said, I don't want to do it. But because we're so laid back and such... Gold Star bosses. <laughs> we basically <laughs> said, you know, it, we weren't gonna fight it. There wasn't gonna be like some like movie moment of like, staff versus bosses making them work on you, Christmas Eve like Grinches. But Andrew, basically, you were gonna make it was basically Andrew. Basic Andrew yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry bud. Andrew was gonna work box office and candy bar. Ooh, that could be. I might even come to see that. I was gonna. Clone, <laughs> yes. I was gonna clone myself. Oh yeah. man,
1: that could be good multiplicity, but with Andrew.
0: Yeah. yeah like. But it's gonna be an earlier day because we're gonna have two matinees and a six o'clock show, and then call it a night after that. So, Mm -hmm. we're not going to do like a late, late night. We're not going to have a cinema on Christmas Eve. Because I think she still lives at home, if I'm not
1: mistaken. She does. So, she actually will get to see her family. So, that's. She, she, without
0: (laughs) breaking rules like a dummy, lives with her mom and dad. She actually gets a real Christmas, unlike all of us. Jeez. But But.
1: about maybe two days of Christmas was too much for her. So, she's like, yeah,
0: yeah, I'll work. I'll work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? 24th? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been quarantined with her parents since March. So, she's probably like, yeah, I'll work in a plastic bubble. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. But yeah, it should be good. It's It has been a wonderful little COVID couple weeks for us, which is so strange because obviously these are insane times, but mm. I can't help but be rose-colored glasses just because our patrons have been so cool. I don't point out these stories to try to guilt trip anybody to do the same thing, but they're cool stories. So the other day, someone came in and slapped down a $100 bill and went, can I just give this to the Mayfair? Oh. And I, and I said you sure you just don't want to go buy $100 in candy? Because you can just do that. And he was like, no, I just want to give it to the Mayfair. And I tried to give him gift certificates, but no, he just yeah. wanted to goodwill us 100 bucks. Nice. So Turns out later it had fallen out of the till, and it was actually yeah, our yeah, $100. Yeah. <laughs> it was counterfeit. Harsh. And then a friend of mine who can't come and visit just because of health reasons, like a, a number of people have, just even though they want to and they know we're safe and we know we're following all the rules, they just got to be extra safe. So they came in and bought five giant bags of popcorn. I think hogged them, but maybe gave them to some neighbors oh, as well. I saw this picture. Is this the yeah, picture that's I saw? The picture okay. Saw, yeah. I keep on hearing horrible noises and thinking <laughs> the theater's on fire, but it's tenant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's
1: like reverse fire then, since it's, it's tenant. The know. sound
0: is so good, like alarms go off and stuff. And for a second, you go, "Oh, then alarms going off in the cinema." It's Anyhow, only a movie. It's man. only Chris Nolan. But, yeah, so we've had these lovely good deeds of people going out of their way to buy popcorn. Someone came in today and bought six memberships, which are going to be secret santed out. Mm. And it's kind of gift certificate season. And we've we've gone in-house on that just because it's this weird thing with gift certificates is that there's a logic where you could just be like, give somebody 20 bucks and make them promise to spend it at the Mayfair. Mm. But I understand people kind of like giving something, you know, give a little card. So we printed up in-house some cards and basically stamped them with a secret stamp and i initialed them and hand numbered them Mm -hmm. and there is a point of view of like wow that's a little bit easier to counterfeit but really anything is really easy to counterfeit nowadays and the cards we had before were on business card stock yeah and i trust our patrons and so went that extra mile and kind of signed them and numbered them and put a little stamp on them so those have been selling really well Tenant sold out diehard sold out warriors sold out damn Sold out
1: being 50 people. There was a really great comment someone had on one of the Facebook threads where they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like sometimes I'll give out $20 to come to the Mayfair for someone, but then they spend it on, you know, bills and groceries. (laughs) And then I was like, uh, okay, if the person you gave it to needed (laughs) to spend it on, like, that's good, isn't it? Like, I mean, like I thought it was like sort of a cute story. Like I see what they were trying to say where they're like, oh, it's supposed to be a nice thing. But I was like, man, they probably needed that food, buddy. Like, I
0: mean, that's still a good gift. (laughs) It's like a Christmas fairy tale where they're at home with a $20 bill in their hand and they're like, Oh, I could feed little Timmy or go see Prince <laughs> <Yeah>. of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe I, I could see a couple of movies or I could eat. So <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. I better do the right thing.
0: And the next week looks promising for us. So it's, it's this weird time where you don't want to be in a good mood, kind of, or maybe it's good to be in a good mood. I was talking with a friend of mine about it, about how you feel bad about kind of celebrating the tiniest bit of success. And mm-hmm. he said, no, that's good. It makes people feel good when they see a small business not closing. You yeah, know? true. So... So yeah, it's, it's been a busy few days. We got Die Hard playing again tonight. So that and promises to be another packed house. So show two? Is that it? is or show three. Three, think, okay. Yeah. It's Friday, Saturday, Monday. And then tomorrow is a 6 p.m. show, which we haven't done in forever. Mm. So that should be good. The kids can come to that. Uh, bring, yeah. bring the kids. <laughs> right. Ever since we put out word that we're in the anarchy wild west of having no ratings board in Ontario, yeah. people 100% have taken note. Hmm. And I noticed that RoboCop there was four child tickets sold. Wow! Oh. And I don't think that necessarily means eight-year-olds. I know for a fact because a friend of ours brought their fourteen-year-old to Die Hard. It's fine. The kid didn't cry, or you know, know, like that's not a fourteen-year-old. The stuff they've seen, yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> a know? thing.
1: Like it's R, but it's not like I don't know. It's not bad R. Like I mean, I feel like RoboCop is way more R than Die Hard. Yeah, uh, that, that movie is oh, more. Uh, uh, yeah
2: like gnarly
0: everything is going on there i mean i would have loved to see that at 14 i'll tell you that wait what's the math andrew were you i just know because you're a quentin fan were you under 18 for what pulp fiction I oh yeah. yeah yeah
2: i didn't see pulp fiction till it came out on
0: video oh really you didn't manage to like sneak into the mayfair no, <laughs> no. wait how old were you Oh, I was young. How old were you in 94?
2: I would have been nine. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, you would not have had the guts to try to pull that off, I feel like.
0: There's a blur of movie release dates, and when you know somebody as a grown-up, you kind of forget they were nine, you know? Like, you think, like, they were in high school the same time I was. But because I'm older than Andrew, I'm like, oh, yeah, I pictured little Andrew.
2: One, please, for But I would have been... I mean, I must have seen it when I was nine or ten because well thanks to vhs yeah, you become nine. a vh yeah i you know vhs my mom rented it and i was oh. think i yeah i watched she created it I a monster. Been, yeah <laughs> so. i must
0: have been 10 when i saw it it's robocop that i thought of recently just because we screened it my dad brought me to robocop at the drive-in mm-hmm. which means i was 11 when i saw it at the drive-in it's an r-rated movie enough to be an x-rated movie almost with some of the violence in there yeah that must have been the second movie of the drive-in i would think i'm trying to remember often at the time it was by studio, right? Mm. So I'm just making this up. But say if Police Academy 3 was the new film, Police Academy 3 would be on at dusk mm. and Robocop at 11 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I do, I genuinely remember some bonkers drive-in double bills like that where Spaceballs would be on first and then like a real horror movie on after it because they would just slap together whatever two Warner Brothers movies were new or mm-hmm. whatever two MGM movies were new. So I was a kid who did not get scarred for life from drive-ins, Damn. but I'm sure there's some kid who saw Friday the 13th when they were 10 and it didn't turn out well. Nah, <laughs> m- no, Mine was Menace of
1: Society on VHS. You know, oh, like yeah. My brother... Got it somehow. I don't even know how he how he got it, but we watched it on like this little TV in my parents' room for some reason, which is like even more of a middle finger, (laughs) I guess. My parents like we shouldn't be watching this, and we're in your room, and so we just watched it on this. Oh god, like those old school TVs, like just a little box, and like I, it blew me away. Like as a kid, because I was like Andrew's age when Pulp Fiction came out, pretty much. I was I was like maybe ten if I was lucky, and I just remember you're just like oh, like, moral like, oh, murder, oh, the N-word, you know, swears, you know? Like, it's just, like, all this crazy hip-hop. stuff. Yeah, yeah, hip-hop, <laughs> what? You know? What's
2: this funky music? Yeah, it
1: really blew me away, that part. And then the end, you know, twist ending, I guess, too, because as a kid, you're just not expecting any of this, and I'm not going to spoil it, even though the movie's 30 years old, but... Yeah. That was the big one that stuck out to me. I remember like an R film being a big thing. Like when I was a kid, I was like, "I, I, I can't be doing this. I'm not supposed to be doing this." You know, my first one was Crossroads, though, 1987.
0: Crossroads,
1: Ralph Macchio. Why yeah. was Crossroads R? Oh, uh,
2: that movie. That's the that's Walter Hill. Is it? Oh, that's, from, that's, that, that's from the director
1: of The Warriors. That's that's amazing. Yeah, like it's it's basically like a Robert Johnson story, kind of. You know, with the yeah, of the devil. It's like
2: the Karate Kid, but. Blues guitar. That's basically what it is. I think.
1: Since I feel like I should, because I think there's a handful of swears. I think that's it, literally. The only part I remember there wasn't like a nude scene scene or or
0: something like that or maybe like that just seems
2: like a pg movie to me but i haven't seen it for ever i I remember one f word that was like i remember it was on i remember i don't know if i saw like the whole thing but i remember it was (laughs) on tv all the time
1: i don't even know it was good i just remember that it was an r film and i remember being at school the next day and being like i saw an r film i don't even think i knew what r stood for i just knew it was like
0: bad well if you happen to just get a more conservative ratings board that week that's the problem with ratings board like you don't go to college for four years for it it's random so if you happen to get it and the rule is three f words means an r rating mm-hmm. and the movie otherwise is completely tame sometimes that might happen yeah but then vice versa you could get something that is gory but you get somebody who's like well there was no swearing or nudity in it yeah. so that's 14a
1: it's a weird system yeah or if it's like green blood if it's like not red totally. blood then you can pretty much do anything it's like or black blood even you're just like oh
0: you know you know it's not red so yeah it's cool When my friends and I were 14 or 15, I don't know if my friends were as bad, but like I looked 8 or 9 when I was 14 or 15. And the West Coast video, which is down the street from the Mayfair, still, but just boarded up like a weird Twilight Zone ghost town building, still with the awning, the whole bit. It's so weird weird that it's been well over a decade since that place burned down, and it's still there. Anyhow, the clerks there did not care. And we were renting... Nightbreed and Texas Chainsaw and Lee Evil Dead. They didn't care. Was Did Lee work at that location or was Lee, it? Years later, I worked at that location what? and Lee worked at the Orleans location. Okay. And our paths never crossed. Was it separate owners? They, same were they? owners. Same oh, owners. Oh, the same owners. Interesting. Yeah, they owned those two and maybe another
2: one. I forget. Was it just an Ottawa company? It wasn't. I thought no. it was. Because there was one in Canada.
0: Yeah, see, for, I totally I thought it was just an Ottawa chain. So, yeah, maybe Canada, Orleans, and Ottawa.
2: There was, yeah, no, there was Ottawa, and then there was one like near like Prince of Wales, I think. But, oh, and then yeah. I found yeah. out,
0: years later, flipping through some movie magazine, and there was an ad for West Coast Video Chain in, like, California. Weird. And I had no idea. It makes a lot was, more sense. It's kind of like owning a Max Milk or a 7-Eleven. Like, yeah. they bought the brand, I guess. Which is weird. so weird, because you would think just having a video store would be just the same? I don't
1: know. Same with Boston Pizza. Like, I, that's what that guy did. Like, Jim Tree Living just got the name, and then is opened it it up in Canada. Alberta or something? Yeah, like, he's not, there's nothing to do with Boston at all. And, but, like, personally... There's nothing in the name Boston Pizza apart from the word pizza that makes me want to eat there. Like, <laughs> or beside Mario's
2: is you know that's not the
1: Bronx. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 very Canadian. <laughs> I wish they could at least do the accent. That would have been nice. But I mean, well, they had
2: that hey bada boom bada
1: bing. Bada. Oh, that's true. I guess <laughs> they had that guy. They, they do have that. I wish uh, they'd stop some of the coming to the table and saying that all the time. Like, on a sliding scale of racism, that's like. I guess we don't do those commercials anymore now. Huh? For the Mayfair, yeah, our, our <laughs>
2: Italian, <laughs> hey, Mayfair, fam- hey, bada, Italian boom.
0: family Mayfair. It's not weird. So let's talk about the week coming up. We'll just jump into it because we've got a ton of stuff. First, we have the Ottawa premiere of Another Round, starring oh, man. Mads Mikkelsen. As Hannibal
1: Lecter. The great Mads really Mikkelsen. Good. I forgot. Honestly, we, we've been like talking about this movie for like weeks now. Yeah, like, we're kinda... supposed to
0: have it in the before times, I think. Uh, okay. And then because it
1: got pushed back, pushed back, but... I just remember the poster. Like, you don't forget a poster of Mads Mickelson with a wine bottle down his gullet, like... Yeah. Well, my favorite
0: thing is that it's a dark comedy about a group of people who see what happens when they're drunk all the time, and then, I think, learn a very valuable lesson about mm. it. And somebody on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere was like, oh, are you guys gonna have liquor that night? And I oh, couldn't God. help but reply and say... I don't think that's the moral of the story that this
1: filmmaker's trying to get across. Dude, no, that doesn't. Also, like, we just can't, you know, for other numerous, numerous reasons. That would be
0: like if we were screening Leaving Las Vegas and we're like, oh, we're like, <laughs> God, we're like and we have booze that night. And yeah. And I'm a cage fan. It's like, gee,
1: I mean, at least like we could serve orange juice. Hookers and, and, h- hookers and alcohol. Yeah. I just can't. I, all I think
0: of is that scene where he's going to the fridge with
1: the orange <laughs> juice and the booze. And he's like, like, oh,
0: yeah, I need a drink now. So I think another round is, for one, it's a brand new film, which is always interesting. It's despite all this that's happened in our world, a bunch of 2020 films still got made. Mm-hmm. And because all the multiplexes are closed and we're almost the last cinema standing, we're going to have more and more Ottawa premieres as the weeks come up. But looks really good. Mads Mikkelsen is always good. I, I don't think he's ever done anything yeah. poor. That's our new film this week. The new film for families is... I'm excited about this because I'm a big fan. We have the new SpongeBob film called Mm. Sponge on the Run. It also got screwed because I think it was supposed to be released in like the end of March. It perfectly was supposed to be released when the long, scary COVID lockdown happened. Yeah, It didn't even get released in the States, I think. And so us getting a hold of it is nice because we have it for three afternoons, so hopefully families in the neighborhood it just it's always nice just to give families an option to come out and see something during the holidays it was weird too because I know some reviews came out so it got real close
1: but just, same with like a for qu- sure quiet place too I remember a couple of reviews even had come out
0: and it's just so yeah. weird to think of these a handful of people who saw this thing and then it's gone forever like, yeah, more sitting on a shelf for a year <laughs> yeah and we've screened the last two SpongeBob films actually so yeah. this is keeping with that tradition so then we have a bunch of Christmas stuff first up we have Gremlins. And the funny thing, too, is we have Gremlins in a matinee time slot, which is really cool. So we have it, three late shows, and then one matinee. Unlike Die Hard or RoboCop, it's actually only rated PG. (laughs) See, I was going to ask that. I thought it was PG-13, but I I think I'm thinking of the second one. Well, no, because it and Temple of Doom are the historical cornerstone of people freaking out about movies rated PG that should not be rated PG. Because especially Gremlins is... You know, I don't think there's anything too crazy in it, but it's just that scene where the mom goes crazy and fights a bunch of gremlins is pretty blood and guts. Yeah, I can't
1: really remember it now. I kind of jammed the two movies together into one super movie, well, but and
0: I'm sure it's scary. Uh, and it's weird because it gets associated with Amblin Entertainment and Spielberg. Mm-hmm. It's funny that it came out on the heels of E.T. and in Gremlins, which is like almost the anti-E.T. because it has the cute little sidekick, but it also has terrifying monsters and dogs and children being harmed yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So. E.T.
1: had the terrifying government, though. Yes. I mean, well, we're still dealing with that, eh? Oh, mm-hmm. topical. Oh, topical.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's actually... You can watch old Siskel and Ebert episodes, and there's this one episode where they do, like, a special segment. Kids' movies are getting really scary nowadays. We can <laughs> oh, yeah. talk about
0: that. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Kids got a lot of money these days. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call him Roper. Roper. Yeah. Well, uh, Siskel was especially kind of prudish wasn't he yeah he didn't
2: like his thing was he didn't like violent children in danger he hated but didn't um, he also, like, get really mean sometimes? And, like... Would, he like... was pretty prudish. I mean, like, in the 80s, it was that big onslaught of splatter movies. Yeah. And they were reviewing all of those, and they were just, like... <laughs> I don't know why they even bothered reviewing them. Like, it was so obvious they to Well, they were had to go... And, like, them. it was before cable or, yeah, you know, these movies so. going straight to video. So they, they had to review, like, every Friday the 13th
0: yeah.
1: ripoff. It's just weird, because it's like, oh, gosh, I wonder what they're going to say about this thing that they've
2: said the same thing about every other time. Because there's
0: some mindset that you think they could have just <laughs> they, gone... They, they would review porn too.
2: Weird. Uh... They used to do this thing called dog of the week, yeah. you know, the week's worst movie and sometimes it would be a porno, like a not even softcore or like No, like cuz everything was in
0: theaters back then, right? Oh there was God. no it was before yeah, home video.
1: That is so weird. Like why I just
0: that's... You think they could have just gone like we're not going to review this horror film because we don't want to bring attention to it, but I guess maybe at the time they're just like they needed content. They needed I... to fill that half hour.
2: Yeah. See, what there's one episode where Cisco reviews Debbie Does Dallas. Oh God, I can't. And they they give it a bad review because oh, it's, it's like, oh, this is a bad movie. That's not a movie.
1: No. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like, you're like, you know, the plot was extremely hard to follow, and uh, you know, I really didn't think they were trying all that hard. You're like, what? Okay, wait. This is the perfect segue. Oh, uh, no. So our next Christmas movie is It's <laughs> a Wonderful Life. Oh my God, I didn't know where. I thought we were going back to our
0: 70s. Thing there. I don't know what it would have been. So It's a Wonderful Life is the. Perfect movie to see here. I've seen it here a couple times. There's nothing more akin to kind of cinema nerd time travel than going to see an old black and white movie from 1946 in a 1932 cinema and then hopefully walking outside and there's like a beautiful winter wonderland snowfall happening. Hopefully, it's the best. Yeah, don't or, jinx it. Don't yeah. yeah or walk you walk out the, out
2: the <laughs> side door and there's no stairs. No, <laughs> don't walk out the side you door. Gotta be careful. Not yet. It's too bad we're not showing Exorcist Three because this is not how Exorcist Three starts. They go and see It's Wonderful Life. Oh, I didn't remember that. Well, that would be a good
0: tie-in. Is it a Christmas movie?
2: Wow. <laughs> well, mean... no. It, it opens with George C. Scott and Ed Flanders, like the cop and the priest, who yeah. are buddies, and they go and see old movies together. So in the beginning, they go and see like a matinee of a, of It's a Wonderful
0: Life. I saw that movie at the theater, but I haven't seen it. I think maybe since then. I didn't even know Ned Flanders was in it. That's amazing. <laughs> Ned <laughs> Flanders. So good. I can't believe
1: him and George C. Scott no, it's got Ed along. Ned Flanders. Uh ah,
0: still, he's the second best Flanders. And It's a Wonderful Life, of course, is a go-to example as well because anytime somebody whines about Die Hard not being a Christmas movie, I'm like yeah it's a wonderful life is barely a christmas movie as well but it's black and white so yeah it and, seems like it's more white and there's christmas at the end <laughs> yeah but oh. yeah most christmas movies that we think of as christmas movies aren't a hundred percent they're just kind of like a song or two and the climax take man. place at christmas time but so good though oh my god it's, it's so good it's such it, a good movie it's dated of course just because it's from 1946 but man it holds up jimmy stewart's great and it's. And it's strangely dark. With one rewrite, it could turn into a Twilight Zone episode. It's about a guy who's gonna kill himself. Yeah. And that kind of gets forgotten about people yeah. just remember the happy ending
1: but yeah yeah he goes bankrupt the and the town betrays him the, the, the richest guy in town he's not trying to kill him but i mean you're basically trying to kill him <laughs>
2: <laughs> your money's on oh, that
0: so house mr potter oh. and i love that too where it's like he's trying to be logical and be like no no we can get through this everybody yeah and the town a hundred percent turns on him yeah and if they would just calm down but then, you know, I guess you need that conflict in the movie. And then but... the cops almost kill him. I mean, yeah, not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that
1: they, it's not their right to do so because he seems like a lunatic who's trying to mess up the town or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. I, was, I mean, it almost gets gunned down.
2: <laughs> but anyway, good movie. I good mean, movie. you should. Yeah, it was, it was a total was... flop when it came
0: out. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's and one then, of those movies that it's like a cult classic. Anytime somebody thinks a movie is not good because it flops, there's so many examples that you could point at, and It's a Wonderful Life is maybe the king of that flopped hurt people's careers and then this weird chain of events where it became public domain and then that meant tv channels got to play it all the time so people started watching it and going oh this is good and then i don't know it exactly but somewhere along the line somebody re got the copyright to it i believe so but yeah there was decades in there where any channel could play it 10 times every december Mm -hmm. so it got Seen by a lot of eyeballs. Oh yeah! Once you flip past that, like you can't not watch it. I find like that's just one of those
1: movies. like yeah. Jurassic Park, It's a Wonderful Life. Those are the only two. But you know, by, yeah, yeah, those three <laughs> typical movie channels, you know. And then, and that's funny too because that was one of the major ones that they colorized.
2: And oh, then, it looks so bad. Yeah, and color. you're like, oh, oh my wait, god. this movie
1: does suck. And you're like, no, 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 wait, just the colorization is really creepy. It's all purple and oh god, it's awful. I could see it. if you saw it
0: like that, I probably would hate the movie too, to be honest. <laughs> We were watching something recently. I think it was like Bewitched. We were randomly watching an episode of (laughs) Of Bewitched. But it was colorized. Magic of the internet. We looked it up quick and we're like, oh yeah, it, it didn't get colored till its third season or whatever. But all we did was take the TV and turn it to black and white and it looked fine. There you go. So that was easy enough. But man, it looked bad in color. And I can't imagine anybody watching it and going like, ah, uh, this is how things should be. Everything should look kind of pasty and coloring book. I like it when there's like, monsters
1: had, I think the pilot was in color or they had like one, th- maybe it was just a screen test or whatever, but they had that. And it's cool to see that in retrospect where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that would have been weird. But like, if they had actually colorized the whole show as they went along or, or after the fact. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't
0: work. Did any monster ever go back and colorize the Universal monster movies? Ooh. It was, Not to my knowledge. I don't think but... so. I think it was Ted Turner. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was colorizing. So everything, everything. he owned, he was colorizing. And then finally somebody was like, you gotta stop. (laughs)
1: I've I've seen colorized like photos of, like I sent you that one of the Creature in the Black Lagoon where it was like modern colorized just for fun. And I was like, well, that's cool. I like a picture I can look at and then look away forever. But the movies like, it it adds so much.
0: There's all kind of fun stuff in non-colored films where sometimes like Shazam back in the serials, his costume wasn't red because the gray scale actually looked better. Yeah, yeah. So then you see an actual photo of the day or you see the actual costume in a museum and it looks so weird. You're like, yeah. oh, weird. Captain Marvel and Superman and Batman were grayscale back in those serials back in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, it's super weird to think of. You think of that Simpsons bit where they're like, you yeah, know, you can't really
1: uh, film a cow. You got to do a oh, bunch yeah. of dogs <laughs> to type together or something. It doesn't look like a cow on film.
0: <laughs> Let's keep moving along here. The next one we have. I'm so excited about this. We talked about it a couple episodes ago, but we have the Muppet Christmas Carol out from the Disney vaults for the first time since 1992. Wow. I guess it might have screened a little bit in 93 as well, like January 93 or something. It has not been on a big screen for a very long time. All I could do is hope for the best that maybe Disney letting us screen Die Hard and Muppets and Empire Strikes Back might lead to them having that goodwill as 2021 continues along Mm -hmm. because I sure would love to screen Return of the Jedi and Roger Rabbit and Fantasia and etc. etc. Keep naming things. (laughs) Every Disney movie ever. All of the movies. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. (laughs) Oh yeah, we're all thinking that. Song of the South. Song of the (laughs) South.
2: No, we can't. (laughs) Maybe not. Can you? Get that at all? Like, is no, that a, so. like, like not I even? There's not even. There's like a VHS rip, probably, but that's about. Like, I don't think there's a legal. Because I way. think they did do some sort of. Didn't they try and do I kind of a re-release so. in when, the nineties? When I was a, at some point,
0: I don't know if it was as late as the nineties, but when I was a kid, the closest I got to seeing it would be on Disney Sunday Night Magical World of yeah. Disney. Oh yeah, where every once in a while they would have a montage episode where it would be zippity dude like forty-five minutes yeah. of songs, that kind of thing. And so that's where I saw... That's the only part I've seen, is they would show a song from Aristocats, a song from Robin Hood, a song from Jungle Book, and a song from... And so that's the only thing I've seen. In the context of the whole movie, which I've never seen, morbidly I kind of want to, Yeah. but it's a train wreck. The movie is pretty much, long story short, is is saying, like, look, this guy likes slavery. It wasn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: But then everybody does know that song. Like I mean, oh yeah, it's it's, it's pretty iconic, even just at Disney World and whatever. And like I, I want to say, was it up for an Oscar that song? Oh, I wouldn't I'm that. I feel like There's that some was the horrible
2: case. things in the past. Who of was Hollywood? the guy who played Uncle Remus? Uh, he, wasn't he like pretty famous?
1: He, yes. Wait, this is the kind stuff. of thing
2: that you remember. I can't. I, Oh god, that's gonna. I love how we me.
1: keep delving into. No, I've <laughs> horrible, horrible things on our Christmas. Episode. Now that we've started, you know. But anyway, yeah, it was. I can't, I'm not gonna remember his name, but you know, you'll remember later when you're listening. The to only this.
0: way you'll find it, and I keep on just looking, just again at a morbid curiosity. You'll find it at a garage sale one day. You know, th- yeah. there'll be like a clamshell of it. Well, that
2: VHS, it's probably worth a lot of money. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And like, I'm not gonna pay $500 for it. I just kind of want to see it out of. It's morbid not like curiosity. Condor Man. Yeah, Condor man.
1: man. You love that movie, though. You would pay for that one. Condor Man. Oh, it was James Baskett. That's who played Uncle Remus. I just remembered. Oh, yeah, it just Take, came to you. I didn't look it up. <laughs> Take you, that, internet. Yeah, yeah, you know, from the 1943 Revenge of the Zombies, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ooh, which I, remember I also remembered. Yeah, we're playing that, too, I hope. Oh, but then we do have... God, we have so much this week. We have more this week because of the matinees and everything. If you're not in the Christmas mood, <laughs> just for the fun of it, because we had to postpone this movie... Once in Halloween, and then before that, we were gonna show it in actual Halloween. Couldn't fit it in. Gonna show it after that. Then lockdown happened. We're squeezing in three screenings of Prince of Darkness. Oh man! Before years, everyone's favorite holiday film. I, w- I had no idea what he was gonna say. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because like, this is the third time we've tried to screen it in the last few months, and yeah. finally we're getting to screen it. We're doing well with the cult nine o'clock time slot. So even yeah. though we might have just put in another screening of another round and gremlins in there it's kind of nice just to give that option to be like if you're not in the christmas mood yeah if here's ellis cooper for you here right? you go yeah. <laughs> why
1: not good movie really like not one of my favorites of his but what i really like about that one which is just to say that he has so many good movies it's impossible to like them yeah all, but but the just a lot of the atmosphere of this one i find really cool and like the use of color and the use of like shadows and stuff it's like a really interesting looking movie i've never seen it on the big screen though
0: And I think it'll look good on the big screen. All these movies that we've been getting lately, The Warriors, RoboCop, just look great. Gremlins I haven't seen in a while. I don't know if we've screened Gremlins digitally. I think the last time we screened it might have been on print. Mm -hmm. And then Muppet Christmas Carol, of course, will look really nice on the big screen. And then I'll just quickly mention, unfortunately we couldn't squeeze this in for more screenings, but it's kind of... Glass half full, squeezing in a little independent Canadian film for two days. And it's called I Propose We Never See Each Other Again After Tonight. It looks really good, and so we hope you come out and see that. It takes place during wintertime, and I know from the trailer that there's snow in it, so I say that counts as a Christmas movie.
1: (laughs) I'm here for it, and you nailed the title, too. It's it's a a bit of a
0: mouthful. (laughs) I'm glad we don't have the marquee going during this month, because (laughs) I almost, out of principle, would have put the whole thing up there and just put its one time slot and then taken it all down and put the other two movies on there. But people would think that someone bought the marquee to tell someone that, like it's like a breakup message. (laughs) I was just mentioning that because someone was talking about people mixing up messages on the marquee mm-hmm. and i said once we were screening god when was this a year ago two years ago the dennis hopper film called the last movie mm-hmm. so on the oh, marquee, i remember that we had the last movie on social media if people weren't paying attention they would just see the last movie nine o'clock and more people than one out. person got very upset thinking it was the last movie and i'm like okay wait a minute let's walk through this here yeah if we were screening the last movie at the mayfair wouldn't we give some specificity we wouldn't just put up the last movie no because you're coming anyway it's the (laughs) last
1: movie ever you're gonna come that was funny, but it was not our last and movie. I wonder what would be the last movie. The Blue Danube? Would it have to be like... No, we're go not going to have a last movie, Eric. We're oh, right, going to go forever. Bad. What I meant was
0: the last movie playing today. This will be it, passed it, down <laughs> and will be in like a Futurama-like future. Of course. Thousands thank, of years from thank now. Thank God
2: there's not a movie called The Mayfair is Closing. The oh, Mayfair <laughs> so
0: We would have to show that one, though, I feel like. Well, that was funny, too. The Mayfair came up again recently because a friend of mine was reading a book. I forgot to ask what book it was, even, but reading some jane eyre period piece and the mayfair was in it they were going to a mayfair theater or a mayfair pub or something i forget the context i will find out because she listens and she'll tell me moments later after listening to this but it's funny mayfair is not the most obscure word because there are on our planet right now a number of theaters cinemas pubs in far off lands that have the name mayfair gwen and i unplanned completely coincidentally of just getting the best deal stayed at a lovely old-fashioned hotel in manhattan and it was the mayfair and just luck of the draw so we got all these pictures of the mayfair hotel man that's wild so yeah it's a it's a word that does pop up every once in a while elsewhere so sooner or later that'll happen again where some mayfair will be closing in new zealand and it'll be like no no it's not us oh god as long as they don't call us the mayflower again then we'll be okay <laughs> oh that was even better when they're in town there was a <sighs> pub called the mayflower and i'm sure that caused all kinds of trouble of people driving to the wrong location and that kind of stuff and the drinking you know i mean that doesn't help at all (laughs) another round so that's it that's our packed week for december 18th through the 24th i think our schedule will permit that we're gonna try to do a podcast again next monday yeah before christmas again what is
2: next monday 28th uh, 28th. no that's not right no 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 21st yeah is that, is that right yeah okay so not
0: quite yeah christmas. so we'll, we'll have I jumped w- ahead one more thing and then when will i edit that yeah and then i'm working christmas eve so i'll probably finish editing that and maybe even post it on christmas eve Ooh, or what a treat for us all i'll do it on christmas I'll be like no i'm doing this on ah, christmas oh well we no, know you yeah, got that, the day off so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can do you have that plenty of time for
1: you to do that and not spend time with your wife
0: Yeah. (laughs) Fun. So thanks very much, everybody, for listening. Thanks for your continued support. It's amazing. Keep on buying those gift certificates and keep on buying the plaques. We got the plaque returned. It looks lovely with all the names on it. They're everywhere now. Oh, so true. They're in Uh, the washrooms. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. I'm so happy that I got a bunch of them. I'm going to get a handful more installed, but there's plaques all over the place. They look great. I don't think I mentioned this last week, but I put one on the cash register. We sold off the both cash registers. Fun. And you couldn't have movie magic this more perfectly. I put it on, and I swear to God, five minutes later, a young woman came in and pointed at it and went, That's my name. Oh, weird. (laughs) Yeah. So she bought a ticket five or 10 minutes after I uh, immortalized her on our cash register.
1: She's been checking every five minutes for three weeks, but (laughs) it finally pulled it off. Amazing.
0: So you can find more information on upcoming films at Mayfairtheatre.ca, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Visit our friends at House of Targ. They'll be open the weekend before Christmas, so you can buy a whole bunch of merch. They've got baseball caps and T-shirts, and you can get gift certificates for them. Hope you enjoy our holiday season festivities here at the Mayfair, and we'll see you next week to talk about what's coming up in the new year. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hopefully the next
1: schedule we can get that Crossroads movie so that I can see it again. There's two swears in it.
2: Uh, Humbuck. He was the greediest man alive.
0: It's Ebenezer Scrooge.
2: Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, <laughs> even though he is odious and <laughs> stingy mm-hmm. and badly dressed. <gasps> Humbuck. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr.
1: You think it's safe for us to be up here?
0: If they gave a prize for being me. The winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit.
2: If you please, Mr. Scrooge, the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly? I it's Charles Dickens' classic tale as huh. only the muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth.
0: Hey, 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 hey like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. And
2: Christmas spirit.
0: Oh, George.
2: Jacob Marley.
0: That's scary stuff. Hey, should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love.
1: Thank you for making me a part of this.
2: Walt Disney Pictures presents, from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us. Everyone. Whatever.